Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Live podcast series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management, product marketing, and other market and data-driven professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Calajaris, Vice President of Marketing at Pragmatic Institute and your host for this episode. Today, we are very lucky to be joined by Greg Kotikia, who is uh, actually in charge of the product management master's program at Carnegie Mellon, the only university that has a program like that. Welcome, Greg. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks for having me on the show, and thank you for that lovely introduction. Absolutely. All right, Greg, let's start with what made you guys at Carnegie Mellon decide to do a master's program with a specific focus on product management? Well, the, like a good product manager, we started with uh, understanding the problem and living in the problem space so that we had product market fit. And what we realized is that we're in a crisis, in a crisis of talent, and that product managers are in demand. Uh, not only are they uh, typically very well-paid jobs, uh, but it's also, uh, according to some studies, the number four most sought-after role just in technology. Um, let alone as software eats the world, how, how uh, it has grown to redefine uh, what needs to be done uh, at companies that are not traditional uh, technology businesses, companies in retail and banking and, and other areas. Um, we also felt that we were uh, imminently capable of being able to deliver what product managers need in a professional degree. Uh, you know, as you know well uh, uh, at, at Pragmatic, uh, that um, there are most product managers are educated on on-the-job training. Uh, some will reach out and get certification, uh, but educationally, there isn't a product management degree. I go to trade shows all the time. Someone says, well, you know, you can't get a degree in product management. And I usually you know, raise my hand in the back saying, yes, you can. <laughs> But uh, so we felt that the intersection between business, technology, design, those are things that we're good at teaching. So we wanted to put together a program here at Carnegie Mellon University, a uh, prestigious school that was capable of delivering that and bring it to the marketplace. And so it's been now, we're in our second year. In January, we'll be entering our third year. Well, you know, it's an area we're passionate about, right? Building up product managers, building up the function uh, and making sure that it is kind of fulfills the the options and the roles that exist for it. It can be such a powerful role within a company with such a big impact when, when you've got people who are trained and empowered to do so much. So let's talk a little bit then about the type of profile of the students who are attracted to this program. Yeah, so uh, probably not un unusual. Uh, we find, uh, I find the two camps of people that usually are attracted to this program. Uh, first of all, all of our students have work experience. Most of them have on average about five years work experience. So um, they also uh, worked on products, uh, probably in a development role or a quality assurance role, or maybe even a professional services role, uh, you know, a variety of different areas that they've uh, worked, on, worked on a product. Um, but they've seen somewhere along the line uh, a great product manager, a him or a her that led the product that they said, oh, I want to be like them. Uh, and um, I want to go from the how of the product to the what of the product. I want to be that person that leads that cross-functional team and drives that strategy and delivers value uh, to the customer. 
And so they, they aspire to be like that person. Um, and then there's also some of them, too, that uh, I'm sure you're familiar with, and many of us are, that uh, maybe they worked with someone that wasn't a great product manager, <laughs> and they felt that they were, if they only had had the education or the training and the confidence or all of the above, um, that they could be that person and help drive that product. So we end up with uh, students from, from both sides of that track, but most of them, five years work experience, some type of technical or tech, technical equivalent uh, before they get into the program. And what, have you noticed anything different about the way product management students learn or think than maybe some of the other programs, or maybe it's, it's common to all, but, but how have you, what about your program and how you reach them do you think that is really resonating with them? Well, um, we're not just an academic program. Uh, this is also a hands-on experiential program, and it also has a strong component of uh, cross-functional leadership. So those are the three components that we teach in one year from January to December. Uh, that, so it's a one-year degree, very intense, very rigorous. Uh, of course, they have the strong academics uh, focusing everything on organizational behavior and design and managing teams and fundamentals of, of business and business communications and all that wonderful stuff, you know, combined with design thinking and data analytics and uh, uh, AI machine learning and all that wonderful stuff in the academic realm. But we anchor this program with an internship in the summer that all students work as a product manager intern and also a capstone project, a sponsored project that's involved with, with uh, corporate sponsors uh, to, uh, to work on a product problem or an innovation problem. And so they get to apply what they're learning right away. And that's very important uh, for the educational part of this uh, process. Also, this is a joint degree between our number one in the world School of Computer Science uh, and uh, our top 10 business school, the Tepper School of Business. Uh, and as a re result of that, we take advantage of a program called Accelerate in which we teach a lot of the emotional intelligence and educational persuasion and, and, uh, and leadership training that is so important and fundamental for you to be successful as a leader of a product. Uh, and so that skill set, those soft skills, uh, we also teach uh, in that one year during the whole uh, process. So it's really the combination of those three elements um, that provides a unique value uh, for our students. And that's a powerful combination. I mean, I think we always often talk about product management as the leader of their products and leader of their units, but they don't have the, um, they don't necessarily have the authority, but they have to do it. And those soft skills are really important. So much about product management is understanding the tech. So that combination sounds super powerful. Uh, and you mentioned something that's very exciting to us these days too, which is sort of the integration of AI and sort of data with product management. Can you talk a little bit about that in your program and, and how you guys see those two items intersecting? Well, more and more, that's the, the essence. Uh, and and if, particularly if you're working for a, a large e-commerce B2B company, your traditional definition, if there ever was such a thing as a product a definition or a product manager, uh, really changes. And it becomes a lot more about uh, the you know analytical uh, usage of your product and the customer satisfaction and the customer experience uh, than a traditional let's say enterprise software company where uh, you know you're you're dealing with the sales channel and 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 and, um, and pricing and other things along those lines. So uh, we need to make sure that we teach both of those types of product manager those skill sets. 
Um, we make sure that the various vendors of products that, uh, that well, I think on our last count, there was well over 60 different product management tool sets and vendors that are out there. We make sure that they're, um, they understand uh, where those products fit into the process and, uh, and how they can best utilize them on the product that they're working with. More importantly, the impact of uh, AI machine learning uh, in terms of decision-making uh, and uh, data analytics in terms of making good decisions uh, about what customers truly want and, and, and how they're going to use a product. So those elements are all taught here. Uh, CMU was one of the first schools to really take the ideas of design and human computer interaction from uh, from a physical world to a virtual world. And at the time, many people thought it was kind of bizarre. And today it's, you know, it's table stakes for understanding, um, you know, usability and user experience. And so as a leader, uh, if not a pioneer in that area, uh, our students are exposed to, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, what makes uh, a good front end design and, and, and uh, more importantly, the analytics and feedback on the back end uh, in terms of uh, what customers are using and why. It's such a it's such a huge part of the industry today, and even more so going forward. I think that's that's um, both the tools and the options that are available, and the data and how we can leverage it. And and getting people equipped to do that, I think, is the is is where we're going to find sort of the next leaders in product management, not just those that that do the role, but who really transform the organizations that they're in. That's so true, Rebecca. I mean. Uh, you know, our our students go to a, a wide variety of, of employers. They're not just going to Cisco and Samsung and Ancestry.com and not companies you would think they would go into, but they're going to, you know, uh, Home Depot, Dick's Sporting Goods, mm -hmm. uh, UPMC Enterprises, right? So they need to understand the skill sets that can apply to those organizations just as effectively. And I think that's really true. And I also think that we are getting better in understanding what uh, as a profession. So if I'm a, a, a tech product manager, much of our customer base is, but there's a lot we can learn from a product manager in something more like a retail or a Home Depot or even insurance and some of the things that they do differently that we can leverage um, in the high tech space as well. Uh, absolutely. I look at it no differently than uh, how B2B and B2C you know, marketing practices have become more of a Venn diagram that overlaps uh, than it does uh, touch each other. <clears throat> and so the, uh, the product management definition and success factors, there's a lot of commonality. Uh, and then there's some differences. And from those differences, we can learn a lot and, and, and provide value to both sides of the equation. So you talked a little bit about capstone-sponsored projects. Uh, can you share some of the companies that your students have worked with, or at least some of the types of projects that have come through? Oh yeah, well we're really excited about this. Uh, you know, this year we've had everybody from Microsoft. They're working on Hololens two, uh, to a great product management vendor and, and sponsor, uh, Pendo, which I'm sure you're aware of. Uh, to mm -hmm. people uh, like Home Depot and Vertex, which is in a sales tax automation and a fintech innovation uh, company called Numo that's sponsored by PNC Bank. So wide, wide variety. Um, for instance, at Home Depot, uh, we looked at their uh, registry. Uh, and uh, so they've uh, worked for, for years in trying to make sure that they have a better registry experience on their uh, e-commerce site. 
Um, we work with product managers and uh, uh, data analytics and user research people from both their Austin as well as their Atlanta offices um, to help not only figure out what was the competitive environment to other e-commerce sites, but what does a Home Depot customer want uniquely uh, that's different, you know, both from a, a, a gender perspective uh, as well as for an event. You know, are they looking for furniture? Are they looking for tools? All the way to, are they looking at projects? Are they looking at a bathroom project or a uh, kind of almost like the experience economy, the project economy? So a really cool um, uh, uh, way to, for, for our students to uh, solve problems at a, at a major retailer in a product management role. Um, we also work with uh, Boeing Horizon X. Uh, Boeing had a, a, a very large uh, drone that they had built uh, for a DOD project. Uh, it was a uh, heavy payload, short distance drone. Uh, and it was that classic, here's a technology in search of a marketplace. They built one and they said, this is great. We can build this now. What do we do with it? <laughs> and so uh, our students uh, were challenged with, uh, here's this technology and you know, what are the other commercial or even nonprofit applications uh, that this makes sense to, uh, to apply to. Um, but we're working on a number of different areas uh, uh, of applying uh, augmented reality and um, payment systems in healthcare uh, to uh, voice translation technology to electronic medical records, uh, all kinds of things that we work on uh, as practical projects. We assign two students, so it's as much of a you know, since product manager is a, is a solo sport in a cross-functional team, uh, we assign two students, one to keep the other one honest and add a little value as they're working through other classes as well. Uh, and so they really work on uh, engaging projects. It's a great way for potential companies also uh, to do a long interview and see about the, you know, cultural fit and talent fit uh, of, uh, of a student inside the company. And then once your students graduate, um... Does it give them additional opportunities? Are some of these people hiring partners or, or hiring sources or, or have you seen your students be able to land roles that, that really excited them? Absolutely. So uh, let me take uh, one example. There's a, uh, a wonderful uh, cybersecurity company called Proofpoint, uh, about a billion dollar uh, cybersecurity company. It's grown rapidly uh, over the years. Uh, out of our first cohort, we were... Um, happy through a capstone project to get them a full-time job at Proofpoint. And now out of this cohort, uh, we had two summer internships at the same company, Proofpoint, and both of those students will be accepting full-time product management roles at Proofpoint. So that's just one example of how we built these relationships. The same thing is happening at other organizations, some that I mentioned like Dick Sporting Goods. Um, so um, we're looking to build those relationships you know, my job, I'm uh, Rebecca, I'm the product manager for the product management degree. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, and part of the value I bring to companies is the talent that we educate here. And I, uh, uh, my customers are, are corporations where these students uh, want to get a job as a product manager. So one of the things that's really interesting about what you just said is the product manager of the product management program. How do you keep abreast of what you should be covering next and how your program should evolve? 
You know, uh, I, I eat my own dog food. <laughs> I talk we to have my one of our instructors who calls that now, drink our own champagne. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds even better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. I mean, we right? just I know. That. I was like, when she said that, I'm like, oh, what? I'm done. No dog food anymore. Uh, I'm done with the dog food. Okay, I'm, I'll stop that one. <laughs> no. Um, you know, uh, I've learned as you have, you're a career product manager, and I've managed uh, lots of products, some uh, wonderful successes, some wonderful learning experiences, and some in between. Um, this, is an, this is a changing marketplace, as it's always been. It's challenging to both make sure that we get the right quality of students into the program. Uh, this is a very selective, very rigorous academic school. Uh, we don't uh, accept just anybody, so you have to make sure that the, the quality of the person coming in uh, is, is both desiring and capable of the degree they're going to get. Uh, the other side of that is we want to build good corporate relationships with people where they can go to work. But the actual structure and content of the degree is something that I'm happy to say, just like you would in uh, any iterative process, we've looked at very carefully. Um, we uh, constantly are getting feedback from the students. We started this with literally just a handful of students in our first year. This year we have 21 students, and next year we already have 45 students. So this is growing really rapidly, and I think it, it speaks to what I uh, uh, talked about early on about the supply and demand of product managers uh, in, the, uh, uh, in, the, in the marketplace. Um, so we really, really listen to them about what they're learning, what they need to get. Um, I uh, scour you know, all over the place for information about uh, what product managers need to be capable of to hit the ground running. Uh, from our internships, as well as our capstones that we've had so far, uh, I listen very carefully to our uh, corporate sponsors and our hiring uh, corporations as to how are our students doing? Are they hitting the ground running immediately, giving you value uh, that you are paying for as you hired them, right? And so uh, th those are all really important for us. That's our, uh, you know, our enhancement requests, uh, both from the students as well as the corporations. And we place those into the program. We've changed elective we, uh, uh, selections. We've changed um, the length of some of the classes uh, from an eight-week class to a 16-week class because we felt that the students weren't getting enough of one type of uh, knowledge versus another. So we've made a lot of adjustments already uh, just in the short time that the program's been around. I always like to hear that. That's good, good classic product management and one that you would certainly expect from, a, from someone who's trying to teach future product managers. So I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a set table, as you know. <laughs> yes. So um, one more question before we go. Sure. Um, you, you see a lot of candidates for this program. You see a lot of graduates. You talk to people in the field. Are there certain traits or skills that you think are the most critical for product managers to succeed? Wow. Uh, I can answer that both from the seat I'm in now as uh, more as, a, uh, as an ac academic administrator, but, you know, I've spent my entire career uh, not in academics. I don't consider myself an academic. I just ended up as an academic because this, this program really attracted me and the ability to give back and help educate the next generation of product managers was something that I felt was compelling uh, 
um, you know, just as, as a professional thing that I wanted to do. But I've been a serial entrepreneur my whole life, and I sold my last company in 2014 uh, and been in, you know, lots of wonderful companies, uh, many that your listeners probably haven't heard of and some I'm sure they have. Um, but when I look at those traits, I mean, there's nothing that beats persistence, right? Um, and, and, and I would say really close to that is listening, because you can be persistent and, and not listen, and, uh, you know, that, that, that's not effective. And uh, your listening skills, uh, if you don't do anything about it and not take action, is, is, is problematic as well. So, I, you know, I, I think those are a couple intangibles that have nothing to do with your, you know, your undergraduate degree, your work experience. Um, those are a couple of things that are very important. Um, I, I would love to tell you leadership, but leadership comes in a lot of different forms, and it's certainly another skill that can be taught. Uh, as you mentioned, and Dan Olson uh, uh, starts almost every one of his presentations with the opposite of the Spider-Man logo, uh, Spider-Man motto, rather. You know, product management is, uh, you know, no authority on all responsibility. So you have to be uh, a persuader and a good leader uh, to get people to follow you. Um, but I think underneath that, listening creates that trust uh, and then taking action on behalf of, you know, whether it's the customer or the salesperson, the developer, or the executive manager, whatever, those two skill sets are really, really fundamental to great product management. That is a great answer. And this was a great conversation, Greg. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Rebecca, I really appreciate you having me uh, on the program, and uh, I hope the listeners get a lot of value out of what we were able to talk about here today. I'm sure they will. All right. That does it for today's episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career. 